when you grow up in an enmeshed or abandoned family, or both like me, you have no models of healthy separation. So when you start setting boundaries, it feels like abandonment. You know it's not enmeshment, and you don't even know that healthy separation exists, but you do know abandonment. So it feels like abandonment. But when you have these boundary buddies, then you really get, I am not being abandoned by these people. They're showing up for me. They're supporting me. So I don't feel abandoned. You feel supported and connected to other people. Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery, where I help people heal their emotional, psychological, and spiritual wounds and make deep, lasting changes in their lives. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting, LLC, where I coach people on how to develop healthy boundaries. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any particular 12-step fellowship. I also don't believe that 12-step recovery is the only way to recover. You might need additional help. My hope is that you'll find my words concretely helpful in improving your life, whether you're in recovery or not. If you like what you've heard on this episode, please screenshot it and share it on social media. And if you do, please be sure to tag me at Higher Power Coaching. This is episode 199, Four Ways to Manage Your Difficult Feelings When Setting Boundaries. One of the most difficult parts of boundary setting, in fact, I would say the number one thing that stops people from setting boundaries is dealing with the feelings that arise. Often, it's guilt and shame. I want to talk about how to manage the feelings that come up when setting boundaries, whether it's guilt and shame or some other uncomfortable feeling. I grew up in a family that was enmeshed, which meant everybody was in everybody else's business. We were told that certain things were the truth, that this is the way things are. Whatever that was, an example I've used here a number of times is that we were told rock and roll is real music. We didn't get to have our own private thoughts, beliefs, and interests, or at least we couldn't share them or we'd get ridiculed or sanctioned in some other way. But we were also abandoned emotionally in my family. Now, boundaries are the opposite of those two, abandonment and enmeshment. Or I guess I should say boundaries are halfway between those. If you thought of those things along a continuum, enmeshment would be on one end and abandonment would be on the other. And then the healthy middle part would be people with healthy boundaries. In other words, people who experience and promote healthy separation from others. That is, people who have healthy boundaries are not enmeshed with others. They're not in each other's business. They are completely separate beings who each have their own identities, make their own choices, have their own preferences and desires. And people with healthy boundaries do not emotionally abandon each other. They don't completely leave their loved ones alone to deal with their emotions. They're present for them. They acknowledge feelings. They talk about feelings. They support each other's feelings. And they try their best not to do things that would hurt other people. And when they do, they actually talk about it and repair the damage, that sort of thing. 
So here are four ways to manage your difficult feelings when setting boundaries. Number one, for me, the most important way I was able to manage my difficult feelings when I first started setting boundaries was to connect with other people who were going through the same thing as me. I did that in 12-step recovery with a women's step group. Having those people, sometimes metaphorically and sometimes literally holding my hand through the process, was deeply meaningful. I think it took a couple of years to sink in just how important having them as part of the process was for me. They would say things to me like, you are not a bad person for setting this boundary. You are not a bad person for not responding to that email immediately. You are not a bad person for changing your mind. You are not a bad person for deciding you don't want to volunteer for that organization anymore. I also had them help me think through what was the right thing to say when setting the boundary, what was the best time and place to do it. So I felt really supported. And one of the reasons it was so difficult to set boundaries was that when you grow up in an enmeshed or abandoned family, or both like me, you have no models of healthy separation. So when you start setting boundaries, it feels like abandonment. You know it's not enmeshment, and you don't even know that healthy separation exists, but you do know abandonment. So it feels like abandonment. But when you have these boundary buddies, then you really get, I am not being abandoned by these people. They're showing up for me. They're supporting me. So I don't feel abandoned. You feel supported and connected to other people. Two, another important way to manage the feelings is to be a person of integrity or become a person of integrity. That is to do things in alignment with your values. When you live your life according to what you truly value and you're making choices and living your life in alignment with your values or what I call living on purpose, it means that you're living in integrity. You are whole. So you're setting boundaries in alignment with your values. When you say yes to things that you don't want to say yes to, and when you say no to things you really want to do, you are chipping away at your integrity. You are creating cracks in your foundation and you are not whole. I think of it like this. If something just sort of nicks you on the surface and you have cracks in your foundation, that nick will reverberate along the fault line of that crack. And you're likely going to feel shattered when that happens. Those feelings might be so overwhelming that you give up on setting boundaries. But When you do things in alignment with your values, you shore up your integrity and you become more and more whole. And what other people think of you will matter less and less and less because you will care more about staying in alignment with your values. You'll care more about your own integrity and your own wholeness than what those other people think of you. So if other people judge you as a selfish person, for example, or a self-centered person or something like that for setting boundaries, it's easier to allow them to have that opinion because you'll know I am living in alignment with what's important to me. So 
Let's use the example of family being of value. Say your family is really important to you and you are working at a job where they expect you to work really late hours, to take calls on weekends, etc. And you find that you're almost never spending time with your family. You've put what your employer thinks about you as much higher importance than what you think about you. You've put their values as higher than your own values. But as you start to realize, hey, my family is one of the most important things in my life, I've got to start putting them first, then you have to decide what are the boundaries I need to set in my life to prioritize my family. Now, for some of you, that might mean staying at that job because of the salary that allows you to support your family at a level that's comfortable. But some of you will decide that spending more time with your family is more important than the lifestyle you've become accustomed to. If that's the case, what kind of boundaries do you need to set at work to make that happen? If it's just not possible at that particular job, then maybe you'll need to get a new job. You're the one who gets to decide what's more and less important to you. When you start living your life in alignment with your values and you start putting your family first, as in this example, you're going to feel more whole. And if the people at that job want to put you down or judge you as less than because you're more committed to your family than you are to the job or to the cause that you're working toward at that job, they can go ahead and judge you for that because they're judging you by their value system, not your value system. And you get to live your life by your value system. Living in integrity with your values is the antidote to the guilt and shame because who's going to feel guilty and shameful for living up to their own values? Now, it will take time to build up your integrity, but once you do that, guilt and shame will start to roll off of you. You won't internalize it the way you used to because you'll know I'm doing the right thing according to my values. Number three, another way to manage the feelings that worked for me had to do with my higher power. As you know, I am in 12-step recovery and being in recovery requires that you come up with some kind of a power greater than yourself. For most people, it's God or something spiritual, but for many, it's not. For some, it's the power of the group or the process of 12-step recovery. I had a friend who dubbed her higher power POND, P-O-N-D, power of nature and diversity, when she first got into recovery because she needed something and God just wasn't going to do it for her. The reason we need a power greater than ourselves is that we have to stop relying on ourselves. It's not working. Our problem is lack of power, and the fix to a lack of power is a source of power, and it clearly needs to be a source of power that is greater than us. And one of the huge benefits of that is that you can hand shit over to that power, When you can dump things off of your plate, it is an enormous relief. The two things that I've handed over the most to my higher power are my feelings and my thoughts. And it's actually the thoughts that are creating the feelings for me. When I start living into the wreckage of the future, as I call it, I get all kinds of tense, anxious, stressful feelings 
So being able to hand those things over to a power greater than myself really helps manage the feelings. Sometimes I have to hand them over to my higher power repeatedly, and I have been known to shove my feelings to God rather than politely hand them over. But the more you do it, the easier it becomes, and you start to realize, I don't have to hold on to this shit. Number four, the other things that we can do is use our intellect. We can change our minds about what we think. When I had people telling me over and over and over again, you are not a bad person for deciding to live your life the way you want, it eventually sunk into my brain and I changed my belief. I used to believe that it was selfish for me to make my own choices or to not respond to people immediately or to stop volunteering for an organization. Now I understand that taking care of myself and setting healthy boundaries is selfless because I don't go to the world to get things the way that I used to. I go to the world to give things because I have them to give because I've taken care of myself. You can change your mind about what's true. This is why I start my boundaries coaching with mindset work, because my clients clearly have ideas in their heads about what a good person is, and for them to do the work to form healthy boundaries, they need to believe that being a good person includes having healthy boundaries. So there you have it. Four ways to manage your difficult feelings when setting boundaries. If you're ready to finally have an enjoyable, relaxing summer doing things you really want to do, instead of always following other people's agendas, I have some openings for private clients right now. If you are really tired of saying yes to things you really don't want to do and being overly accommodating to others, this is for you. It's time to start accommodating yourself. Maybe you're dissatisfied with your relationships and overwhelmed with all kinds of difficult feelings because of your interactions with others. If you'd like to get your life in order before the summer hits, go to barbchat.net and sign up for a free 30-minute call with me about my private coaching so we can get started right away. That way, you'll be done by summer. This is for people who are finally ready to make deep, lasting changes in their relationship patterns, including their relationships with themselves, their partners, family, friends, and colleagues. Go to barbchat.net. If you like this podcast, and I'm guessing you did or you wouldn't still be listening, then you're going to love the other things I have to offer. If you'd love pre-released podcast scripts and episodes before anyone else gets them, or if you'd love access to content from my private vault that I developed exclusively for my private clients, which is like having a work session with me without me actually being there, go to patreon.com slash higher power coaching. 
there are three tiers ranging from as low as $4 up to $24 a month. You'll also love my weekly newsletter, Friday Fragments, which has content very similar to the podcast. You can check it out at fridayfragments.news. That's fridayfragments.news. Please like and subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd also love it if you'd leave a review, which you can do either in the show notes or on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find my podcast so they can get the benefits you've gotten from listening. If someone came to mind when you listen to this particular episode, please share it with them. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram. I'm at Higher Power Coaching. Please DM me there. I'd love to hear what you got from this episode. I run group and private coaching programs on building healthy boundaries. Whether you need help with boundaries in your personal, professional, or romantic life, I can help. Head on over to barbchat.net where you can hop onto my calendar for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, I would love to work with you. My goal with all my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep, lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening.